Hi, this is William Ramsey. Welcome to William Ramsey Investigates. On tonight's show, I have a very special special guest, somebody who I talked to a couple times recently. Uh, the first time was on March 31st, 2017, and then again, then again on May 20th, 2017. His name is Jim Smith. He is the proprietor online of Smiley Face Killers America on Facebook and Drowning Victims on Twitter. And Jim and I have been following these cases of what's known as the Smiley Face Killers, killers the disappearance of young men who are then later found in water. So on tonight's show, we're just going to follow up on some recent cases. Uh, Jim Smith, are you there? I'm here. Thanks uh, for having me on again, William. Awesome, man. I'm, I'm glad that uh, we finally found the time to get together again. So uh, our last discussions I thought were really worthwhile, so I'm glad that uh, we have an update. And, and you and I have gone over, and we have many new cases, like 10 recent cases that have occurred since May 20th. You know, Today, uh, our recording date is, what, August 19th? And, uh, so, I mean, well, I guess we can just get right in there. I mean, we had, we've had, we can go through the list real quick and then just go through each one. We've got Lewis Garcia, Corfield out of Wales, Callum Brown, Sam Polis out of Oregon, Dexter Johnson, Exeter, UK, Matthew Johnson, Jarrell White. And then there's some disappearances in Thunder Bay. Uh, I've got Ryan Bruning, Anthony Agard, Jacob Hayden Smith. You and I were just talking offline about Paul Swenson in Utah. Utah case is very unusual, at least in my uh, sensibility, and then we had kind of the resolution of a case that has been open for a couple of years, uh, Chase Masner. So, um, where do you want to start? Oh gosh, um, you know, anywhere. You know, we let's, we can just talk about you. You, you start. Well, let's talk about Luis Garcia. I mean, what was the story with that case? Um, Luis Garcia. Do you remember that one? Oh, of course, absolutely. I was uh, a couple weeks back in New Jersey. You know, um, Luis Garcia was out in a bar in Jersey City, Jersey, and disappeared. Family, same same deal as always. Couldn't find him. And gosh, uh, I, I think off the top of my head, five days later, he was found um, in water. I guess on the side of the road. That's right. It was um, off of Route 139. He was 27. He yep. was visiting Jersey City at a downtown Jersey City bar, and uh, the classic situation disappears and then found face down in water. Yeah, pretty active area in New Jersey, New York. I mean, there's been, gosh, probably over 20 young men uh, in the last couple of years in New Jersey, New York. Well, that's, been found. that's interesting because there was so many came out of Hoboken. You know, my list of Hoboken deaths, there was another yeah. Latino guy that came out of there. Um, yeah, a lot of Latino guys up there. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, they they are the ones, I mean, very unusual. There was one guy who, um, God, he was a young kid. What was it, Gonzalez? Does that sound right? Uh, no, it was, uh, I can't remember his name. Oh, uh, there's been there's been many. Um, I think you're talking about... Um, well, there was Matthew Genovese. In the right? arena. Yeah, Anthony Urena was far Manhattan. Matthew Genovese came out of Hoboken. Yes. Andrew Jarzik, remember when jogging last night? Oh, yes. Night? Absolutely. Um, yeah. Been a lot, of, a lot of men down there at that pier in Yeah, Hoboken. it was Michael Ortega was the young kid, remember, who yep. was picked up and then found found where this guy was found. Yes. Um, I think it was Raymond Ortiz. Yeah, there was a lot of them down there. There's That's a tip of the iceberg. There's yeah. 15, 20 more stories just like uh, Luis Garcia, pretty, pretty scary. I mean, um, I know we were talking about that offline just to bring that up, but it has been pretty quiet 
I mean, there's been a lot of, there's been more, like you said, about 10 victims since the last time we talked, but it's been pretty quiet. Well, it was not hot. very many. Yeah, it was hot yeah. sometime in what was it, May? It was just crazy. Like, there were blazing hot. Yeah, blazing hot, yeah. Yes. So, but I mean, it's still happening. I mean, still, walk, these other cases are incredible. I mean, it's the same MO. This whole, you know, Luis Garcia, James Corfield at a festival, right? Young kid, handsome. Fits the yeah. same body type in Wales. Out, he's two hours outside of a nexus of these cases, which is the Bath, Bristol area. Um, we have tons of cases we've discussed earlier about those. And Corfield goes missing, ends up in water. I mean, immediately. Immediate. I mean, how long? How long did was he? Did, uh, I don't remember how long he was gone for. for a couple days, days, not long. Yeah. But that's another odd one. Um, he was in the. It was called the Royal Welsh Show, which I guess is a very you know common. Uh, or a well-known kind of country festival. He was 19. Yeah. He, he disappeared 25th of July, and then uh, five days later is how long it lasted. Five days later. Just like just like Garcia, we just talked about five days. Yeah, yeah. that's about right. So, I mean, I wonder what the real time of death is, is on that one, and I hope somebody looks and finds out, uh, you know, the autopsy realizes how long he was dead for, because someone tells me he's probably alive for three days. Then, oh gosh! You know, the, um, you know something else too is that the festival or the concert—it's constant. Like for people listening tonight, that's like, you know, that's a prime hunting ground yes. for these people where they're yeah. finding victims at concerts, yep. Um, yep. festivals. I mean, many Tons. years of this, right? Festivals or, or or sporting events, right? So you've got slash, yeah, you've got events. You've yeah. got their most recent guy, Kelleher, out of Boston, all coming Boston, out of like, busy yeah. festivals. There was a guy in Buffalo about three or four years ago. Yeah. I think his, I can't think of his name off the top of my head, but he was at the Buffalo Bills-Miami Dolphins game. He got kicked out by security That's right. yeah. for being drunk, and uh, they found him outside the stadium in a creek like a couple days later. Um, and, yeah. you know... Just same M.O. I mean, they're very scary. Yeah, yeah, really scary. I mean, when Corfield went missing, I was like, this is the this is the kid. You know, this I knew from the festival, and the, when I looked at his picture, I was like, okay, this is a victim. And sure enough, five days later, that was it. You know, those are the uncomfortable yeah. ones where you know these guys somehow have been abducted. You know, disappeared alone. It's it's all fits the same. Hot. Yeah. You can you know, Wales. That whole western, uh, yeah, that whole kind of western side of UK. So it's Essex, Bristol, Bristol, uh, um, Bath, um, Birmingham. Yep, yep. Yeah, um, I mean it's it's, it's Ireland, some Scotland, some. Um, There's a few. Um, Amsterdam, just a recent uh, victim in Amsterdam, a, a Korean oh, that's student. Right. That's right. That's right, fell in the, That's right. He was out. A lot of, lot of, lot of bodies in the um, canals, canals in Amsterdam. Right. Very suspicious type of deaths. You know what's interesting is very little cases out of downtown London. So in that center area, sure. almost nobody. And and I think that coincides or correlates with the amount of CCTV cameras that are in that central London location. And so that's why you almost never hear of any of those cases from people disappearing from that area. But, you know, outside of London, you know, on the rural parts, definitely disappearances. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. That's interesting. I never thought about that. Well, you think that due to population density and demographics, right, that London should have, 
you know, five or six or ten cases or something, but there's almost no cases in that central area that I can think of. I, re- I mean, there was one, what was the guy's name who was East London? It was, uh, oh, God, I remember his face. You know, there's so many cases, but there was a guy who, so, he was, um, he fell in the water, some kid. Crap, what was his name? I, I do have his name. Somewhere. In London, huh? No, I haven't well, seen a lot of London, of London, but, you know, Manchester, over, we're over 85 victims. Uh, there's, there, right. there's been since the last time we talked in Manchester the same way. There's a ton of cameras in Manchester. That's true. That's really true. Um, I think his name was... I mean, there's Brawny, Swanton. I mean, I've been researching those Manchester cases. There's a couple cases there of, like, uh, who are definitely cases. It was Suvak Patel or Suvak Pal. Remember Suvak Pal? The guy I'm... Oh, yeah. I think his name was Ben Savage. That was the name in East London. Oh, yes, yes. Supposedly walked out on a pier, disappeared, and then found in the rock, yes. wherever, but found exactly there the other thing yeah the uh, exactly in the spot i mean and i researched the ben savage case in, in great detail when he disappeared because it was another thing where he they had pictures of him going a direction but and there was a massive search helicopters boats the whole bit you know really brought out the whole military type stuff but they supposedly surmised that he walked out to the end of a pier and fell off yeah but then yeah, you, know, right. you don't it's hard to trust these cctv you know, camera or the people who explain them because some of these these so-called CCTV camera stories don't make a lot of sense to me. Like, especially Kelleher. They supposedly have a CCTV picture of him falling in the water, but the mother said, you're just trying to tell me that, or, you know, whatever. Like, they were trying to convince her. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so, um, yeah, so Corfield was definitely this type of SFK type of death, you know, Luis Garcia, definitely same MO, same stuff, and then um, Callum Brown out of Exeter, I think that was basically the same type of, he was at another bar, Cube Bar, down t- outside of the thing, last seen in yep. the middle of the night on the Saturday, at a pub, at a yep. pub, yep, Slender, tall, Slender, tall, fits the bill, you look at the picture, same type of thing, and then his body's found in a river, bam, you know. Police suspend search. It's the same thing, dude. Twelve thirty a.m. Callum Brown. Yeah, a lot of people are noticing over there in the UK. That a lot of people talking about it. Not as many as there should be. I mean, they're I remember... definitely talking about it in Bristol. You know, with the, with the 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 cases that happened this year, those four cases, all in the same was, area. Yeah, it was Abdul Abdul Kader, um, Jason Gurgle. Uh, God, what were the other guys' names? remember the other guy's face, Jason Kurgle. Uh, and there was actually uh, an inter- a bunch of interesting posts that were posted after James Gurgle uh, disappeared because they were talking about, you know, come on, guys, there's something weird going on here. Um, but it was, uh, who else was there? Not Henry Burke was out of thing. It was Gurgle, Abdul Kader, Lewis Ball. Remember Lewis Ball? Oh, yes. Lewis Ball and um, Wilkins, Deacon Wilkins. Deacon all Wilkins. this year, yeah, that was all bad. Yeah, that's a very. It's so there's so many people. It's so hard to keep up with. It really is. I yeah. mean, oh, um, it's yeah. it's so sad. Yeah. Here's one. Here's one tweet after the Gurgle disappearance. Surely, police are looking into why four men are turning up dead in Bristol Harbor and River Avon. Afraid of my safety to go into town. You know. And then there's another one. Um, 
there's nothing, I mean, the police say there's nothing to appear, you know, that's anything suspicious, even though four people all walk out of bars and die. And, you know, it's just incredible with the, this police. Sad news. I wish the public, I wish the public's concerns were taken more seriously. You know, these are all. I've out. read things in, in the UK, in the media, about how people don't want to upset people. Right. So they don't want to even talk about it yeah. at the risk of upsetting. The, the families are right. Yeah, that's an interesting yeah. aspect to a lot of Terrible. these cases. You know, uh, a lot of people I tried to reach out and talk to, they didn't want to talk to me, and I think that that's why they don't want to relive it. They don't want to talk. They don't want to think that their loved one could be a victim of a serial killer. Interesting. Most people, you think, find that I find the opposite. I find that's interesting. That a, a lot of people do want to talk about it. Because I've um, reached, yeah, I've reached out to a couple, and they didn't never got back to me. You know, maybe they just old cases. Back. Yeah, oh, definitely older cases. Old not, cases. Not I, cases. I, I think fret, if it's fresher, you know, I, yeah, I think people are more willing to talk because um, they know something's not right with the way their loved one was found deceased. Almost always, interesting. Um, in my opinion, but I've I've never really gone back and um, interviewed people from older cases. A couple. Yeah, I mean, some people just have moved on. It's pretty clear, you know. Some of the parents or families, they're, you know, it's just, uh, I guess it's hit or miss. I mean, definitely some of the recent ones in 2017, no problem. But the older yeah. ones I haven't, I haven't had trouble with. Let's talk about Sam Pullis out of Oregon. Um, that was kind of an odd case, but it fits the profile. The oddity about Sam Pullis is that he was older, you know. Uh, I think he was like 38 or something like that, right? Um. Uh... Gosh, off the top of my head, 31 maybe? I think he was 38. 38? 38 of East Hempfield Township. I was just looking up Pennsylvania. That's funny you should bring it up. Sam Pulls was 38. You're right. Um, he was walking down the road. Last, last time somebody saw him, he disappeared. Um, yep, found in a creek. Found in a creek, yeah. Yep. Um, Death ruled accidental, but nobody saw anything. But yeah, he was—he uh, had a very younger look to him. At least the pictures that I've seen of him. I don't know what he's like now, you know. But at least the pictures online, he fits the bill. Yeah, he's the oldest. He's the oldest of, of all the victims. In fact, this year I was just adding it up. That after uh, the body that was found yesterday, we'll talk about in a second in Pennsylvania. But that's the ninth. That's the ninth victim in Pennsylvania this year, young man. Interesting. Yeah, that's incredible. I mean, in some of those, the bodies haven't been found yet, right? I mean, that's the other thing is these people may be in the water, but their bodies just are going to be disappeared. Or no, no, that's ten people found uh, in in water that have been confirmed dead in wow. Pennsylvania this year. Ten: Matt Fabian, found in the creek; Dakota James in Ohio River; Brad Varick, Scully River; Sean Weatherwalk. He was found in the woods. Okay, that doesn't uh, you can maybe leave him out. Nathan Rossi Jr. French Creek. Oh man, French Creek is where the latest victim was found today. Wow, that's James crazy. Smith. I didn't even realize that until now. The body that was found today or yesterday in Erie, Pennsylvania, is Jacob Hayden Smith, 18 years old. Um, I just posted it. He was found in the French Creek yesterday. That's French the Creek. same place that Nathan Rossi Jr. was found. And it's uh, like there's like this like nexus right there outside of Philadelphia, you know. It seems like it's almost like an outs reading, um, Elizabethtown. This whole area kind of seems like there's a lot of disappearances, you know. Yeah, there was um, Mark Calhoun. Yeah. 
Ryan uh, in the Scully River, Ryan Fedek, Marsh in the in water, Sam Poles in the creek, Avery Ziggenfuss, he was 21 years old, found in the Lee, Lehigh River, and then Jacob Smith, that's the 10th this year. What part uh, of the state is uh, is that river in? It's a darn good it's question. French I don't. Creek. Where is French Creek? I wonder where French Creek. French Creek. I had a map. I don't. I can't put my hands on it right now. But it was pretty spread out. All the bodies this year in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania has absolutely been the worst state uh, of 2017 for these drowning abductions. Um, yeah, ten in the water and five men that we've been watching still missing. Right. That's so that's right. fifteen. It's outside of PA, so at least there's a French Creek that is um, close to Reading, you know, right next to where Barrett disappeared. Yeah, there. So that makes perfect sense. Outside of Philly. multiple bodies where Barrett was found, too. There's yeah. been, I think, two more since then. Older men that may have been older, just bodies, though, in the same area. I don't remember that. I don't know. Oh, yeah. It's just it's so incredible. When you really start looking at these, it's just you just realize all these things. I mean, Callum Brown disappeared out of Exeter, Exeter, but so did Dexter Johnson. You know, he was, uh, he was another one who fit the same profile. I researched Dexter, Dexter Johnson in detail and the MO is the same, man. It's the same for all these other cases. But, uh, so there were two in Exeter this year, you know? Wow. Do you know the story of Dexter? Dexter Johnson was wandering around late at night. He was walking away from the river. So, he was actually walking away late at night, hanging out at 2 a.m., and then disappeared, and then end up in the uh, end up back in the river. Wow! No, I mean I've, I'm I remember that story. Yes. Um, yeah, that was uh, that's something else. Yeah, the Dexter Johnson was definitely he was definitely kind of the the standard victim, young guy, uh, found in Exeter Quay, huge search. They know where he was last seen. He was hanging out, drinking beer and stuff. At a bar? Uh, He moved from bar to bar. I think he was headed home, supposedly headed home. But, you know, if you look at a picture of the guy, he looks like a young kid victim. But, yeah, I mean. That's interesting. If you look at that that river there, it's like basically a pool, you know? It's just, there's no no movement. It's like a pond. It's incredible. Wow. Yeah, I mean... And and their drive from Exeter to Bristol is about an hour and a half. It's eighty miles, you know. Yeah. So it's not unthinkable that somebody could be moving around there, you know. Or, yeah, I, you know, I, maybe you know. I, I don't. Be, I personally don't believe that. Um, just because you, you personally, I don't think it's even possible for a man to abduct another man by himself. You know, right. just right off. You know, just by either size, and that. You know, a lot of these victims, they're always under 180 pounds. Yeah, I Dexter mean, Johnson definitely fit that. That's true. I mean... Right? Almost always. I can look at the weight. If it's a guy that's a lot bigger and he's missing, I usually don't think he's involved. But if it's a guy that weighs under 180 and is, you know, slender, good-looking, man, I, I watch that case and it's yeah. usually horrible. That's interesting, you know. You know, we were ta- you and I were talking kind of about the Dahmer case offline, and it seems like, why, how did he do it? He would lure men back to his place, you know, yeah. with offers, and they would walk back, go back willingly. Hey, you want to come back Sex. to my place for a drink? Or And yeah. then he would drug them, and then it was over, you know? So I think that maybe those some of these cases, that might be the case. It might not just be a team of three, but, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I know 
some of the other cases in England, the guy gets lured back from one of the, you know, dating apps or something like that, and then yeah. they go back, and then they get drugged. I mean, yeah. You know, no, I, I do think a lot of these men we're seeing, not all, but a lot, the majority of the cases that we follow, it looks to me like people are me- being meeting some people. Meeting some people, yeah. yeah. It does. It's no, not. It's not like somebody being jerked off the street. Right, right, and right. Bam. It's well. It's like those recent, yeah. Dakota, Dakota James, and uh, yes. Barrett are both on the Barrett. phone. They're both on the phone doing something. Yes, around. So many, yeah. you know, dating uh, these online apps, yep. Grinder. Yep. Um, yeah, pretty yeah, scary. That's definitely yeah. It's very scary. That's definitely a warning for the listeners. Be careful on those. On Don't those be meeting apps. people off websites. Well, I was told here in L.A. that there was a guy who, and this was kind of a case that never really hit the media, but he was on Grindr, you know, um, rolling people. So he would meet them up to supposedly meet uh, things, but he would beat them up and take their money, you know? Yeah, I've read that, too. I've seen that, too. You know, that's just Um, an example of what can happen. And Grindr apparently is huge. You know, the the headquarters of Grindr is here in L.A. No, I did not. Yeah. I think somebody bought like bought into them and paid a hundred million dollars for a, por- a portion of that company, like a huge number. You know? Yeah, I've read, I've heard stories about it, but I, it's only been I, there are multiple of these cases that men are using online dating apps or websites. Um, iCupid, off I the top, it. off the top of my head, an old case um, for. Um, Gosh, so many cases. Um, Award in Indianapolis. That's his name. Um, anyway, he that's what he was supposedly using was iCupid. Interesting. And like, that's a lead that the police never even, um, their family wanted the police to go to iCupid and get the records, and they wouldn't even do it. Yeah, I mean, it shows the laziness, yeah. I mean, I, I think that, I think if these families could get access to some of the, CCTV videos and other information, they would probably be able to figure out or get greater details about uh, what happened to their loved ones, you know? Oh, absolutely. And that's that's so true because as much as I do think that these people pick areas, like you were saying about London, that don't have cameras, that there's a lot of planning that goes into this. Yes, no question. They cannot plan for every camera. But if the police don't do their jobs, which sadly seems the case in almost all of these cases, then they don't even check, they don't even look, you know, for a car. You know, um, the Anthony Urena case, you brought right. that up earlier. Yep. We were talking about that. You know, they caught two cars going down a run on a well, wrong, way, wrong street way street right. in New York, um, and that nobody even followed up on that. There are so many cameras in New York. There had to be other and they, they pick other pictures of models. that car. Absolutely, yeah. They, that could have cracked yeah. open all those cases too. And and, and exactly. And and uh, somebody told me that they had to go over one of the bridges to get to where they were in Manhattan. That there would be cameras of that, but the police didn't do anything. And yeah, he ended up right. in, end up in the river. And he was in Inwood, right at the very top of the Manhattan uh, Island, right. And so they had to cross these bridges. Yes. To get out of it. And the thing about Urena, which was really weird, is that he should have been in the Harlem River, which was the side of Manhattan that he was on, but his body was found in the Hudson, you know, downriver, I think even in Hoboken, which, you know, is doesn't make a lot of sense from where he was. He should have been, you know, by the Harlem River. So 
And if he went yeah. down the Harlem River, he would have ended up in the East River. He flowed downstream. Yeah. So that found was found on Christmas Day. Yeah, and I think his family said he was in three feet of water. Like his his, his it was a small creek yeah. off of what yeah. you just said. Yeah. Um, had no business being there. Yeah. You know, yeah. is off the Hudson, the a small creek off the Hudson. Yeah. So that was yeah. Awesome. Same place. Um, victim number one, very close to where um, McNeil. Right. There was two guys. Very close. McNeil and the other guy were both found in the upper bay at some like water treatment plant, right? Yeah, very close to that, yes. I think it was Owl's Head Park. It was Owl's Head Wastewater Treatment Plant, yeah. Been a victim since there. Looks exactly like Urena in New York. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. It's on my Twitter feed. Dude, New York itself is a study. It's like Manchester. They should be a study of just New York. It would show people. All these similarities, how odd these cases are, and how many people have died in New York that are published that we know of, you, you know? You could do a book on like, York, yeah. um, like um, that Spignol, they just did on Spignol. the... Yeah. yeah. You could do a book on almost like every state, almost. Yeah. I mean, not every state, but you could do a book on New York, yep. um, New York State, Pennsylvania, right? Upstate. It's yep. not just city. New Jersey, yep. uh, Philadelphia, yep. Boston, Atlanta, Boston, San Francisco, yeah. Manchester... Uh, Chicago, Minneapolis. Yep. Um, I mean, yep. it's it's staggering. It, you know, these people are writing these books, and you, you could do a book just by state, just like which is um, what this Stagger Pass, yeah. Stagger Pass, and Spagnola, Just to let the audience know, a guy published a book that covers all of these types of cases, but just out of Wisconsin, and I think he discounts the idea of a of a system systematic or or organized group doing killings, but I think Spagnola said that he thought that four of the cases he studied were actually murder. And I haven't read the book, but uh, Jim, you've read it. Do you want to comment on Staggered Paths? Yeah, I've, I've read it. Um, author knows what he's talking about. He's ex-law enforcement. He's on A&E. Um, you know, very nice, uh, you know, good investigator. Looked at all of these cases, or not all, but he, had, he specifically did, I forget off the top of my head how many, but um, he makes excuses for some some obvious evidence. Uh, kind of glosses over some coincidences. Right. Uh, does a lot of stuff about lacrosse cases that are uh, Gannon and Gilbertson wrote about and um, drowning forensics. It's right. been these are cases that have been covered multiple times by multiple reporters. Anyway, he gives it a new spin. Very skeptical. Leaves it open to interpretation that uh, something did happen in four of the cases. Um, what I found, it's very well done, but what I found is that the coincidences and victims that he tries to say that are accidents are pretty big coincidences. Men leaving the same bar in lacrosse. Lacrosse, I mean, pretty, pretty big coincidences. Also leaves out and cherry picks and ignores, um, does he mention GHB or any, in any of the cases? Yeah, and, you know, he brings up some good things that a lot of that stuff hasn't been found or that it could have been that maybe the kids were taking it, he suggests. Um, very you know, unlikely. Kentucky That's do, very rare. Well, it, is for, it was built for bodybuilders, and people oh, do okay. take that stuff um, voluntarily in college. That's a, you know, that is true. Um, and he brings that up in the book and discusses it about what it makes you feel like and why people would do it. I don't believe that, right? But... Right. He he doesn't he met, he leaves out a lot of cases that you know 
I could debate that it would prove that there is something going on since then. There's been multiple cases in lacrosse since. Right. Um, you know, Shalim Augustine, right? right. Uh, like two years ago, he right. was found upstream. Right. right. I mean, these um, guys are found. There were two in, in lacrosse that were found in the same dumping spot off of the Mississippi River. It's in the slow or, you know, this area yeah. where there's no way they could have got there if they were found, if they fell in the Mississippi upstream. It's just not plausible. Yeah, and and he brings that up, but he he tries to say that it's just alcohol, you know, for a lot of these, that a lot of these people are drunk, and yes, a lot of victims are leaving, but there's a lot of people who aren't anywhere near a bar that end up in the river. But if you look at lacrosse, they would have had to have traveled hammered, you know, 20 blocks to get down to where the bodies were found, and then somehow fall in the river and drown. So they were sober enough to get down there, and then, yeah. Did he bring up any of the kind of male cruising areas, or... Riverside Park or anything like that? You know, no. There was a recent victim, uh, not victim, a missing man who, who was missing down there. Um, you know, there haven't been any lot of there haven't been a lot of bodies found in Riverside Park down on the cross. But that, you know, that was a next that is point. A, yeah. yeah, yeah, cruising spot. I mean, it was it was two that had a couple victims' personal belongings found at the statue of that Indian in that park. That's right. Um, but the River Watch, they they. Lacrosse, because their community was so involved, they started a river watch. And what it did was it stopped the murders from happening for the most part. And all they did, the murders didn't stop. They just moved. They just moved to Eclair next door. They started finding bodies. But the the murders in Lacrosse have started a little bit here and there. Interesting. Yeah, that's amazing. So that's, uh, I think it's Spagnola, Staggered Pass is the book. So. That yeah, very good. Yeah. Very well written. So like, getting back to our list, one of the interesting cases that was recent was Matthew Johnson out of Kansas. He was an African-American guy, 26, gets, yeah. off, a part- <coughs> Excuse me, gets uh. off a party bus and uh, disappears. This was... Oh, yeah. Uh, Terrible, right? Yeah. yeah. Fits the bill. Uh, I'm glad you brought guy. that up. Yeah. And yeah. they did a massive search for that no. guy. They did a massive search, you know. And he was among yeah, friends, um, which is odd, so... All of his, you know, you'd have to think either all of his friends were in on it or he got disappeared. He was down late, which is 3.30 a.m. He was out very late in Kansas City. Yeah, from a party bus. That's that's a new one. I mean, um, I, I immediately knew when I saw this case when he was, um, you know, pronounced missing. Right. And I, once I heard the details, I thought, wow, that screams this. And I was right, unfortunately. And, you know, there was a... A pretty big part of what's even worse was about him calling his brother at 3.30 in the morning, or and he was saying, talking on the phone to his brother, saying that he was lost, which that doesn't seem like that big of a deal, but there's multiple cases of people calling their family members at, in the middle of the night, and that's the last phone call, and then they end up in the water. And um, same thing. I right. mean... He's pulled from the Missouri, I think, three weeks later. A massive search, three weeks later, which, you know, it's it's a little late, actually. You know, the average body rises five to ten days or something, so... This time of year, yeah. pretty warm, yeah, you know? Warm. Yeah, July, June, The warmer July. the water. Yeah. So that is, uh, that's a very unusual case. I mean, they had to either be watching him, right? Right. Uh, people he was with were involved, or... Um, you know, it was random. He was out, and he was grabbed. Right. 
Yep, like somebody just saw an opportunity and bam, or he was drunk, or he thought he was lost, and somebody came in. Hey, you need a ride? You need a ride? You need a ride? Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah. He, he said that his family that they that they thought he he said that he had hit a mailbox and that he had ditched his car, and that he he told his brother that he was lost and walking down the railroad tracks, um, and they thought that he just fell off the bridge. That was what police. Theorized. Great police work. Yeah, I mean that's pretty crazy. That's uh, yeah. And here's another one. I mean, here's another African American unusual that two two black guys. Um, this was Jarrell White in South Carolina. Kind of same thing at a party, Fourth of July. Disappears, ends up in the yeah. water. Yeah. Yeah. So many, so many African Americans. Uh, you know, um, in, in Stagger Pass, they bring up the author. Um, in Milwaukee, uh, I forget the gentleman's name. He's a black columnist. Yes, I know who you're talking about. I've come across this stuff. I can't remember his name either. He wrote an article. I post a lot. It's about the the killer that no one wants to talk about. Yeah. You can Google it. Yeah. Uh, he makes a great case about the young man in Milwaukee being murdered. But he says that the reason why it is a serial killer is that he thinks is because there's no black victims, and this guy sees everything through a racial lens. Right. Um, but what he doesn't know is that there are there are black guys. Jelani what was it? Jelani Brinson, yeah. But I would say it's probably equal to to the population. If black guys are ten percent of the population, it's probably ten percent of the case, maybe five. Or there's definitely a mix of ethnicities, mainly white. But you know, all the Indian guys went missing recently. There's oh yeah, Asian dudes in yep. UK. Um, yeah, there's yeah. been a few. Uh, you you, you talked about a case in Vancouver, a couple, yeah couple Asian dude, like, what, Chinese guy or something, like, Korean guy, remember? What was the Korean oh, yeah. guy out of Vancouver? Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's funny you should say that, but, you know, um, people say that in, in drowning forensics that they theorize, right, that these are cells doing that, and in my opinion, what I do backs that up. Right. And if you look at the data the way we do, you can see different variations of victims in the certain areas, right? Really and how what, what you were just saying, like upper North New York, New York City has more Hispanic, Hispanic victims, right? right? Yep. Down here in Georgia, we, um, or in the South, I mean, it's, you know, all a lot of black victims, right. more so I would say down here. Um, right. You see more Asian victims on the West Coast, uh, right. San Francisco, Oregon, right. um Anyway, just I just had to point that out. So it's that's never been said, I don't think. Right. Right. Um, God, yeah, that's an amazing one. I mean, this guy, it was uh, it was Jerry White found in a pond. You know, like this, like totally calm. Leaving pond. a party. Yep, leaving a party Fourth of July at a pond. Bam. How long? I, I don't remember how long he was missing for. Uh like two days. Two days, right? Not long. Not long. Yeah, that's something else. So then the next one is, you want to talk a little about Thunder Bay? You've noticed some cases up there. That Thunder Bay is in Canada. I don't remember those cases. I seem to have missed those. But uh, do you mind talking about what happened in Thunder Bay? Yeah, this is a very strange um, phenomenon that's going on there. Um, I guess it's an Indian reservation. Um, it's, it's on the other side of Wisconsin and Minnesota um, in, in Ontario. So not that far and there's been eight victims recently this year, 
Um, it's off yeah. of one of the. It's Lake Superior, right? It's kind of the north yes. e west part of Lake Superior. Yes, um, and the the victims are being Indian. Indian um, victims, right? And this has been going on a while, but it's only gotten a lot of attention lately. And there's been so many cries of racism um, that people are killing these kids for for racism. I, I absolutely disagree. Um, that somebody wrote on a train recently where one of the victims were was found um, or nearby where the, this train runs that is said, somebody had written on the train, I killed those kids. Interesting. Um, I didn't hear that. I vaguely remember coming across the story. I just didn't research it that much. I mean, I, and they're all Native American Indians, all found in yeah. water, right? Like all young yeah. men found in water. All young men, yeah. There's been a, there was a survivor. He said that he was jumped. By men um, and thrown in a river, um, but this has been going on for years. It's not just this eight; it's only been eight in a short time span, which is what gets people's attention when this happens. Right? You know, and that's that's a good drive from Minneapolis. I mean, it's north of Wisconsin and Minneapolis, some of these epicenters of other deaths. But it would take a while. You know, you'd have to get a part. Yeah, it's definitely remote. You know, Thunder Bay is remote from everything. Yeah, I mean, that's interesting. I mean, you would think that the people doing that are people living there. I would think so, too. Yeah, that's right? Remarkable. Yeah. Yeah, somebody learned this MO, right? Somebody learned the technique or whatever, or what, you know, what these other people around the world are doing. Yeah, I, I, I think that's a good point you bring that up. You know, I listened to your interview. I thought it was great. You just did. Oh, thanks. Um, and you, said, you were saying stuff that other nobody else has said, and I... I find it funny that almost every crime scene I've ever gone to for these cases are all places that only a local person would know. All right. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's, I mean, it seems like these people know the CCTV. They know the areas where you can go to have, you know, be alone with like a body to put in the water. Or something Privacy. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're not. And if you look at some of those cases of like, the suspicious cases in downtown um, Lacrosse. It seems like there are people around in those bars who are around these young men who seems hyper suspicious. You know, driving around in trucks, following people um, who work in bars nearby. Yeah. So it's, yeah, I think they live there. Yeah, I would agree with that. I do. Yeah. Well, what about Anthony? We know one. We we followed a guy by the name of Ryan Bruning, and he ended up being found alive, which was one of the few cases where. Somebody fits the pro profile and actually, you know, um, actually makes it back. Yeah, that's really nice, though. That's that's kind of that's that's, that's really nice when that happens. But it's nice to be wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, he yeah. disappeared for a while though in lacrosse. I mean, that's pretty. That's that's big red flags. Yeah. I mean, I was definitely you know had him tagged as uh you know somebody who was wasn't going to make it. Yeah. I'd like to know what happened to him. Yeah, me too. I wonder where he went. And you know, you just never can tell. People want privacy, and the story just fades away. You always wonder what, what, what was, what's going on. Yeah, here's another one. This guy out of Manchester, Anthony Agard, a young, older guy, 46, disappears, ends up in yep. the now. You know. Yeah. Uh, Go, going out. Yeah. To get some food or something, and yep. you know, that's another one of those cases where you would suspect they were meeting somebody. Right. I mean, and weird thing, he's having a text conversation with his wife in the middle of the night, 10, 30, 11, 
Then his mobile phone goes off, very standard stuff with a lot of these cases, and it's never been seen, and then he gets found in water. Yeah, pretty pretty scary. That's a very that's a very active cell. Yeah, so you know, in my opinion, well, I man, yeah, people yeah. who live there are doing this. Oh, I agree, um, no doubt. Um, and then there, we talked about Jacob Hayden Smith, Pennsylvania, eighteen. Um, where did where did he go missing? Did you remember? Jacob Hayden Smith, what was that one? No, that, that, no, they didn't really say in the article. It was said it was Erie, Pennsylvania, that he had lived. Apparently, was living multiple places. Who knows what that means? Uh, you know, with friends. He's 18 years old. I mean, um, still. The, he said the body had been in the in the water for a brief amount of time. So, where? How long was he missing? And you know, don't think means. anybody knows. Yeah. So I guess that's At one. Least of the they cases. haven't released yet. Yeah, that'll be one of the cases we'll uh, we'll have to follow up on. And then you, the Paul Swenson case out of Utah. That uh, that's a weird case too. You know. Very want weird. to talk about that one? Yeah, Paul uh, Swenson was a, a, a missing man. He's a married man, um, I guess, in, in South Salt Lake City. Um, you know, I wasn't sure. I, I was, I've been following this case off and on. He went missing in in, in July and um, hadn't been seen. You know, no reason. P- people didn't know what, what happened to him. He just vanished. Um and a couple weeks later, he was found in the creek. Uh, they found his vehicle abandoned, um, I guess, pretty close by. But they ended up being found in the creek, like, weeks later. Um, you know, the guy has the look. He's 30 years old. Right. Yeah. Um, he looks like a victim, you know. It's very Oh, amazing. totally. And, you know, not a, not a super active state that I've, that I've seen, yep. but there have been victims in Utah and in Salt Lake City specifically. A couple, a couple you know? Right. Yeah. What about this Della Pena case? I missed that one. You, you were talking about that. Can you, can, what, was, what was that case? I don't remember that one. Yeah, there was um, a young man last week found in the ocean down in Biloxi, Mississippi. He was 24 years old. Daniel uh, Della Pena. Uh-huh. Um, you know, Biloxi is one of those places that I, I've been keeping my eyes on. I've seen it. There's been a couple victims. Mississippi's had a handful of victims. I would say over 10 mm-hmm. young men. Yeah. Um, but Biloxi specifically has had a couple. Um, there was one, uh, I guess, probably two years ago. A black gentleman um, was staying at the Hard Rock Cafe. Dis, he was leaving a concert. He was the Young Jeezy concert. Um, he was supposedly with some people. Never found him. He was. He was. His wife was at the hotel. He never came home. They found him in the Mississippi River, uh, where where it feeds into the uh, the bay there. Um, yeah. And, and so this new victim, Daniel Della Pena, was 24 years old. He is right. He's a half mile from where. Um, the Hard Rock Casino is down there, and they found him. They found him in the ocean. Um, it's all where the casinos are, where people are drinking and partying nonstop. So it's, this is definitely um, a place that I, I watch. Um, I went. I actually went. I was just down there. Um, I thought I'd go check it out. I went and investigated where this young man was found. Um, his sister had just called in him missing, and the day he was found. And so he had been missing, I guess, like four days. Um, don't know why he was there. The, the place where I went, um, it was very private. No cameras. It's near the casinos. 
but this is an area where tourists go or you go to fish. And where he was found, there's a bunch of charter fishing boats um, right there. So, you know, it's pretty suspicious. Um, I haven't heard. Of, I, I'm still waiting to hear about what his cause of death was and more about the story. But and this was looks, just like a week ago, right? Yeah. Yeah, last week. Yeah. That's right. Daniel Della Pena. That's right. That's incredible. Yeah. That's uh. That's kind of like kind of like Panama City, Florida, though. You know where yeah. I've talked about another color case, couple cases, yeah. Yeah, like, you know, a couple, handful of cases there, handful of cases in Biloxi, handful of cases in, you know, spring break destinations. Um, Right. Yeah, wild. Yeah, so, I mean, we went through 10 cases. Uh, There was a recent kind of update on a case that you and I have both followed, Chase Mastner. Do you want to kind of discuss what happened to him? Yeah, you know, um, Chase, you know, I don't think anybody knows quite yet, but... uh, Case I thought possibly was involved. I've followed from the beginning. I helped search for Chase. Um, it's near where I live. This is um, Atlanta, Georgia, right? Atlanta, Georgia. Yep. Chase was a veteran. He disappeared, but they ended up finding his body behind that or underneath the house where he, the guy he was living with, uh, Brad. Um, I forget his name. He ran from the police. The police just found him. He's, he's, he's. But the, he's the only reason main that suspect, yeah. The only reason that he was even found, I mean, again, this is a case of lazy police work, right? Uh-huh. The guy, his, his body was at the place that he was a suspect. The police refused to listen to the family or do anything because uh, it's a missing young male, which is why, why all these young men don't get any help because they're just not taken seriously. And it was basically his family and friends who kept pushing it for three years until Nancy Grace, um, God bless her, um, took the case. And she broke the people. She broke the story. She she did the work that the police should have done three years ago. Pretty That's awesome cool. stuff. That's cool. And uh, one one case I wanted to bring up was Jesse Ross. He was a guy who disappeared out of the hotel in I believe it was Chicago, right? Um, he was a guy, young kid at I think it was a Model UN conference. Walked out of a hotel late at night where another guy had disappeared. Another guy had disappeared whose name was, uh, I think, Matt Stupakis. He had a Greek name. But they both came out of that same hotel. But the reason I'm bringing up is because uh, True Crime Garage did a two-part series about his disappearance. So it was interesting to see this kind of case pop up. Yeah. Um, I listened to that. Yeah, I did too. I, I thought it was good. I did too. Um, I thought it was pretty good. They did a lousy job on the West Memphis Three, but uh, they did a pretty good job on Jesse Ross. Yeah. Um, ignoring evidence though, I will, if there's one criticism, I will say, you know, um, it, it's, it's, it's amazing. I think it was, what was it? it was, I think it was in a, uh, Sherlock Holmes book is that that's the, the main problem of any investigator is ignoring facts. If you ignore, ignore facts, your conclusions are going to be wrong. So, um, yeah, it's interesting. But, uh, we're coming to the end here, Jim. We've actually done 47 minutes. It went fast. Do you have anything you want to talk about, can you tell the audience again where they can reach your stuff and follow the cases you've been following? Oh, absolutely. Uh, my group on Facebook, uh, which is Smiley Face Killers America, um, and I have uh, Drowning Victims on, or Smiley Face Cole on, at Twitter, Smiley which I, all I do is post victims, right? I try to show people what I see through my eyes and to point out that this is happening a lot more than 
it's being reported. Yeah, I totally 100% agree with you on that, no question. So, But Jim, I, I really appreciate your hard work on this topic. You've really been the person that I've seen the most who really is on point in following these cases. So the audience really should go, go follow your stuff, go follow him on Facebook, go follow him on Twitter, and follow these cases. They're really, it's just a remarkable phenomenon that uh, the police really aren't keying into, at least on a nationwide or international level. So, uh, you know, I'm just glad that you're there, Jim, following these cases. So God bless you for that. No, appreciate you. God bless you. Thanks for helping get the word out and, 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 and being such an activist and helping educate people about what's happening. Well, Thank you. That. Thank you, man. All right. God bless. Let's do this again. Maybe we'll meet three months now down the road online again and do another uh, update. After your, after the, after uh, the movie's documentary. Out. I know. It's close. Right. It's very, very close. All right, Jim. God bless. Thanks. Bye. Bye-bye.